You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined again with Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. We have a supercharged topic today. Um, it's It's been everywhere, uh, particularly because of Tiger Woods. I mean, we can't just ignore the big elephant in the room. Uh, and so, obviously, we're talking about sex addiction. And the one of the main conversations that has been going on is whether or not sex addic- addiction is real or is it imaginary? Is, is it just some excuse that people are using? Um, so, I mean, we've been hearing a lot and a lot of wives are, are worried that their guy is looking at um, pornography or magazines or websites um, or they may catch him in the act and are curious as to whether or not that is the behavior of a sex addict. Um, so I guess to, to really dig into this thing right off the bat here, um, what is sex addiction? Um, I mean, is it just a person who likes to have sex a lot? No, that would put most of the population in the category. <laughs> no, no, sex addiction is a, a serious, debilitating disorder, Steve. It's it's not a pretty thing. Um, it may start out as having a good time, but just like people who get addicted to alcohol or gambling or drugs, very quickly the addiction literally takes over their life, and that good time just goes down the drain. So sex addicts will put sex of all of all varieties, in other words, it's whether it's actual um, sex with another person, whether it's solo sex, whether it's viewing magazines, videos, internet, whatever, whatever, they put that before everything, and so they will neglect their jobs, their careers, their they won't pick up their children from school, they totally neglect their relationships, their families, and the consequences are awful, awful. And addicts will take Steve horrible risks with their personal health and safety to satisfy that addiction. So we're talking about, you know, encounters in alleys and no paying no attention to safe sex or anything like that. And they often ruin themselves financially just to get that next sexual fix. And the worst part, the most heartbreaking part to me, Steve, is it doesn't even make them happy. Mm. That frankly, after that, that rush, that adrenaline high that comes over in seconds, and they're back into that loneliness and emptiness and self-loathing, and with it all, usually denial. So, you know, having as a clinical psychologist worked with people who were genuine sex addicts, I have nothing but compassion and an understanding of just how devastating that can be. Okay, so you, so sex addiction is a real thing then? Absolutely. It is real, and it is, it is ugly. Okay, because I've um, you know I've I've heard this and I, and I haven't read it, so I'm not sure, but I'm I'm pretty sure that the the organization of psychology or whatnot doesn't recognize it as an addiction. No, they Is don't. that correct? It isn't. It isn't listed in our what we call the DSM, our Diagnostic and, um, uh, and Statistics Manual. However, uh, 
Sex Addicts Anonymous exists and has existed for many years. They unfortunately have many, many people who attend the meetings. Uh, so even if it does, hasn't made the uh, definitive manual, what people need to know is that that manual changes and certain disorders are excluded and included as time marches on and society recognizes, um, you know, different yeah, things. Sure. Alcoholism, for, for example, for a very long time was considered uh, a moral turpitude. Okay. Until finally it was recognized as a disease. So I think sex addiction is very much the same thing. Is that it's, it's coming to the fore, not just with Tiger Woods. I mean, it's been around for... Yeah. But it's becoming more... We're becoming, in the psychological community, more ready, if you will, to deal with it as a defined disorder. It just hasn't happened yet. Okay. And so would you call... Um, and, and this is, you know, not really related to Tiger Woods, but would you consider a cheating husband... Um, with, you know, basically just a, a sexual affair, a sex addict? No, not if it was just a sexual affair. As a matter of fact, I think it's offensive for a cheating husband to say, you know, of an affair, oh, I can't help it, I'm a sex addict. I mean, that's like saying you have cancer when you don't, just to get away with some bad behavior. Mm. It's, it's, it's like, no, dude, <laughs> you, you just did something you know you shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. That, that is not being a sex addict. And, and so what, and, and you've kind of described some of the behaviors before. So if, I mean, that doesn't, that's not to say that somebody who's cheating isn't a sex addict either. Correct. Cheating would be part of a larger range of behaviors. It would be cheating with, you know, 15 women at once, and it wouldn't be anybody they necessarily had any feelings for whatsoever or even twice. And so, how would you? How it's would you? Dis- yeah. How would you distinguish between someone who is just a perpetual cheater and philanderer and someone who actually has a real problem with sex addiction? Is the rest of their life functional or not? Okay. I mean, that's the easy bottom line. Is that you know you know you're up against a serious addiction when they're literally ruining all the other parts of their lives in order to maintain the addiction. Most philanderers, classically. Mm-hmm. Maintain a wife and a job. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And and what about you know so much of this focus and and partly because it was a man who kind of brought it back into the limelight just recently, um, and but so much of the focus is on men. What about wives? Can a and a can a woman be a sex addict or is it more of a guy thing because of the increased testosterone? It may be statistically proportionately more guys, but there definitely is a, a there definitely are women who suffer from sex addiction, and you know they get labeled in our society. They deal with a lot more shame because they'll be called nymphos, easy mm-hmm. sluts, and things like that. Whereas, what do you call a guy who sleeps around? Yeah, slut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> so the women who do suffer from sex addiction, the percent may, be, may not be as big. I don't know since, again, it's not classified as a disorder, so we don't really have the, data. Um, the kinds of statistics and data that we do for other things. But definitely there are women, and they, I think for them the shame is much, much worse. And I know you brought this topic up um, because you've been getting a lot of questions on this, and and you mentioned it um, in the beginning of this podcast about how you've dealt with this with some of your patients. Is this a common thing? Is it rare? I mean, what what do you what do you think of that? It's not common. It's not common. No. Okay. But because I I was a clinical psychologist, I tended to get, if you will, more severe um, 
disturbances to look at. But no, it's not common. What is common, and this is where, you know, the philanderer, the cheating husband who cheats a lot may have a problem, but it, it won't be a sex addiction. Mm. But yes, indeed. I mean, yeah. there are lots of sort of garden variety ills, if you wish, that, that, that can bring on um, slandering and cheating and such. And, and they're the things that, that are sort of common sense, Steve. It's, you know, the, the closeness between you disappears or one of you feels you've betrayed, betrayed by the other. There could be boredom. There's lack of mutual understanding, failure to communicate, all those sorts of things that can lead to behavior that is troublesome, if you will. Yeah. In the sexual arena, but okay. it isn't the same thing as sex addict. So you, you, it's it's kind of like if you if you have the uh, if you're sick, it doesn't mean you have cancer. You could it could be some other illness that's causing the the symptoms. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yes, yeah, good analogy. Um, and so, if you happen to have um, a spouse who you do honestly think is a sex addict, uh, what can you do, and what should be your first steps? I think your very first step should be to find a counselor, whether that's a therapist, psychologist, pastoral counselor, somebody who is well-versed in sexual addiction, and go talk to them first by yourself. Okay. Because I think that it's, it's awful for the spouse, and the spouse needs help and guidance even in how to approach the issue. Like any addict, sex addicts are in denial. They, they you know, it's... They don't just go, oh, look, I'm doing all this crazy behavior and I need help. That isn't the way it works. So I think the first thing you do as as the spouse um, is find help. And then there are support groups. There are wonderful support groups that are based on the 12-step principles, Mm -hmm. you know, for the spouse. Like it's, you know, sexual addicts anonymous for the spouse kind of thing. Okay. And I think those are very helpful, too, to be with, with other people who are going through or have gone through a similar experience. Okay. And so, and so the, um, that, that getaway place that Tiger went to, is that something that they should also look into? It can be, absolutely, because the easiest way to get past an addiction, step one, is to stop the behavior. Okay. And that's terribly difficult for a genuine addict. So to be in a place where that behavior will not only be impossible, but all associated behaviors, such as, uh, I'm going to say from the woman's point of view, if a woman went in as a sexual addict, um, she would not be permitted to wear revealing clothes. She would not be permitted to have anything with her that she could use for self-stimulation. She would not be allowed makeup, for example. In other words, all sorts of other behaviors that are attached Mm. that bring the bring the sexual impulse compulsion up for her are taboo got it so that kind of a restricted environment can really help there's a there's a withdrawal there's a withdrawal like there's any addiction i mean it seems kind of um ironic that you would take a whole bunch of sex addicts and put them together though doesn't it Yes, except that remember it's a it's a controlled environment it's the same thing as when they put all the drug addicts in one place yeah <laughs> you know it, it's not so that they can talk to each other about their dealers and yeah. <laughs> it's because you have a highly trained staff of professionals and i imagine i have not uh, you know investigated this but i would i would take bets that the ratio of staff to client is high meaning yeah. it's probably you know four staff for one client um to keep watch and they have the benefit of specialized personnel psychologists therapists um all sorts of you know people to help okay 
Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Noelle, um, sex addiction is real. Um, yeah. it, it's not extremely common, um, yeah. but there is help for people. Oh, yes. And uh, anything else that I'm missing to wrap this up? No, I don't think so. I think just to remember that, like with anything else, uh, please bear in mind it's serious, it's real, and it's not something to be taken lightly as some sort of excuse you fling around, you know? Mm. Couldn't help flirting with your best friend, dear. I'm a sex addict. Yeah. That just, um, it offends. It offends. Yeah, great point, great point. Uh, And and on that note, we will wrap it up. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, I want to remind everybody that you are listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, speaker, and author of nine best-selling books. Her most recent is Your Man is Wonderful. And uh, you can get more information about that book at yourmanaswonderful.com. And for more information about Noelle and her work, you can visit wonderfulmanwonderfulyou, all spelled out, Uh, You can also follow Noelle on Twitter, Dr. Noelle Nelson. I'm on Twitter, Hitched Media. And uh, before we wrap it up, I want to also let you guys know that we have just relaunched our blog. Um, So if you go to the homepage, uh, just under the uh, main tab there, it says blog. And we have a, a little new indicator next to it. Uh, but basically, it's a mashup of not just um, what we at Hitched blog about, but also uh, a select few of our experts. And so Noel is actually one of them. Um, and we have a couple other experts in there who contribute. And so rather than trying to hunt down all these various blog posts, you can go to one simple place and find it and um, check back often because it should be updated more regularly than I'm ashamed to say that we have been updating our blog. So um, be sure to check that out. And uh, one more time, Noel, thank you very much again. Thank you, Steve. And uh, we'll do this again sometime soon. Okay, take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.